This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Farm Credit, supporting rural communities and agriculture with reliable, consistent credit and financial services in good times and bad. Learn more at farmcredit.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Report day at the Department of Agriculture brought about increased yield and production estimates for corn and soybeans. In the latest World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates, USDA set the average national corn yield at just under 175 bushels per acre and the soybean yield at nearly 50. That led to increased production estimates of 15.2 billion bushels of corn and 4.1 billion bushels of soybeans. Farm Bureau economist Betty Resnick says the rebound is welcome news after a challenging season. We were facing really potentially desperate situations earlier this summer with drought. They've revised yields back up 1.9 bushels to 174.9 bushels nationally, putting us back on track for a record corn crop. So corn's gotten bigger. We're going to see loosening supplies with that. In soybeans, similar story. They also saw a bump up in yields to 49.9 bushels an acre. She says some parts of the country have had a tougher go of it than others this harvest season. Corn is at 81% harvested nationwide, and soybeans are at 91% harvested nationwide. So we're definitely wrapping up both of those, and both are slightly above five-year averages. We've had pretty good harvest conditions. However, they have been battling some pretty wet conditions in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. They're a bit behind schedule, but overall, we've made really good progress in harvest this year. She says the global grain market is poised to shift its attention elsewhere soon. As Northern Hemisphere harvest wraps up, of course, all eyes are starting to go south of the equator to see what's going on in South America as they start planting again, what that's going to look like for global supply. But I really think one of the stories of this season in general is corn's resilience. The WASDE report also detailed increases for global wheat stocks and U.S. cotton production, as well as lower rice ending stocks. Bill Thompson has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. Also online today, USDA is centralizing its specialty crop assistance programs to allow producers to select which options would be best for their farms. The new specialty crops competitiveness initiative stands to serve as a guide for producers to understand the available resources, including loans, grants, technical assistance, and more. USDA also announced a new $100 million program for growers to help sell crops overseas. Finally today, the government funding process hit another snag this morning. The House was scheduled to vote on the Financial Services and General Government Appropriations Bill today, but the measure was pulled from the House floor by Republican leaders unconvinced it had sufficient support to pass. It was the second bill to be pulled from the floor this week, following a similar action on the bill to fund the Departments of Transportation and Housing and Urban Development earlier this week. The House is now done voting for the week and has one legislative week remaining to avoid a government shutdown. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries opened his weekly media availability today by calling on House Republican leadership to lean toward a clean, continuing resolution. The only way forward is to come together in bipartisan fashion in order to meet the needs of the American people. And if Republicans are unable to do that over the next few days, then the only approach is to pass a continuing resolution at the fiscal year 2023 levels. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is reportedly preparing to move such a measure, but has not done so yet. House Speaker Mike Johnson has not yet introduced a measure to avoid a shutdown either, but is said to be considering a so-called laddered funding approach. 
Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by Farm Credit. Farm Credit supports rural communities and agriculture with reliable, consistent credit and financial services in good times and bad. We provide loans to farmers and ranchers, farmer-owned cooperatives, rural home buyers, agribusinesses, and rural infrastructure providers. As cooperatives, we're locally owned and governed. We help agricultural producers feed the world. For America's farmers, Farm Credit, supporting rural communities and agriculture. Learn more today at farmcredit.com. Before we let you go, a brief programming note. There will be no drive time or daybreak tomorrow in observance of the Federal Veterans Day recognition. We'll be back with new coverage Monday. That's all for today's drive time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.